and salutations of sports and wrestling fans all across the wide and wonderful internet. Time for another glorious edition of the Man in the Arena podcast. Myself, Michael Shibley, with you here, and we're going to cut right to the chase because Tennessee, after we talked about all the crap that happened last week with no head coach and no athletic director, we've got both. They're both from Central Florida. Time to get on board the Hypel train. Uh, let me bring in uh, Trey Pack here. Uh, so we've hired Josh Hypel. Trey, how are you doing? Uh, I'm in shock because I didn't know that's how his name was pronounced. I've been saying Hupel for like days now. Um, I didn't get to watch. I wanted to watch the uh, his press conference, and I was at work. I've been saying Hubel for days, and now I feel like an idiot. But um, hey, we got a guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, rad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's a very much wool see type hire, and I, I messaged you earlier in the week when we, you know, you messaged me the the day he got hired. Uh, I was only going to be happy with John Gruden, so you know that's where I'm at. So yeah. anybody less than that is inferior. So you know it's it's all it's all bad in my opinion. <laughs> that's, that's if anybody's going to do, hey, at least we're going to score points. Yeah, and that's the big thing that he is known for is offense, and I'm very excited about that. I because I think we've got some quarterbacks that are left. They can throw the pill. I think we've got some guys to do that. Um, it does look like actually the guy who beat out Heupel for the Heisman Trophy in 2000 uh, is gone. Our co- former quarterbacks coach uh, is out. So, that's so funny. Where, <laughs> that's did, where did Heupel play ball at? Oklahoma. He won the national championship at Oklahoma. Oh, well, yeah. See, I didn't even know. Man, I'm so behind the loop on this guy. Speaking of Oklahoma, I mean, not to get away from Heupel, but have you noticed that they are just clad in big orange with all their recruits? Oh, yeah. Eric Gray is there. Uh, what, what Wanye Morris is there. Keyshawn whatever is there. Yeah. So Yeah, Gray committed today. I mean, that's I, – I mean, I guess that's – you know, the, I heard there's all kinds of McDonald's out there is all I'm saying. Yes. I mean, there's no <laughs> way – Hey, good, you know, get paid, young man. Get yep. Paid. I'm not going to – yeah. So, Chris Winkie, our former quarterback coach, who, again, beat out Heupel for the Heisman, but, again, lost the championship game in 1999. Uh, so, you have that. It'll be interesting to see. And, again, Josh Heupel comes from Central Florida. He was the offensive coordinator at Missouri before that and also the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. He did get fired from that job, but he got replaced by Lincoln Riley – and not a lot of coaches, as you can see, are better than Lincoln Riley at this point. No, he's yeah, definitely setting a standard. Yeah. <laughs> now, what people, of course, are going to question is Heupel. He was 28-8 and eight at UCF. Now, again, he was using Scott Frost's players from a 13-0 and season and went 12-1, and losing to LSU in the bowl game. They did lose Mackenzie Milton, who was the superstar quarterback of those teams. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, he went ten and three, and then he went six and four last season. That's what everybody's pointing at. Now, again, I'm giving a lot of people a pass on this COVID season. Um, again, now all four, of the, well, three of their losses in the regular season were all close, very close losses, way different than Tennessee's losses. Uh, now they did get waxed by BYU in the bowl game, but pretty much everybody except Coastal Carolina got waxed by BYU. So. Yeah, um, speak, speaking of man, you know what's really sick, and what will just complete 
the the hellscape that is our program is if UCF goes out and hires Chadwell or call whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, the Coastal Carolina coach. That would be interesting. Of course, you look at all the rumors and everything, which again is just one of the things I I just don't know how much I dive into that as much. But again, um, PJ Fleck said no. James Franklin said no. Uh, Sonny Dykes said no. Uh, you also had uh, Tony Elliott, who was the Clemson offensive coordinator, said no. So we'll kind of see where it goes. But again, it's something people just kind of have to keep in mind because we love our Vols so much. But Tennessee, since Fulmer left, has been a losing program, or since 2008. So it was Fulmer's last season. Um, Since since the last time Tennessee was in the SEC championship game, Tennessee's 78 and 82 overall. 36 and 70 in the SEC and zero East Division titles. So that's just something you kind of have to keep in mind when our SEC winning percentage is only 339. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, what do you, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's just, yep. I mean, with all the buyout, you know, pay, all the money we've lost, uh, I don't know. I mean, I get it. You go to uh, James Franklin that's found a home at Penn State and has got kind of his issues anyway. Um, you know, you, you can only throw so much money at him that it even makes sense. Yeah. So we will see. I, I feel good about it. I, I was kind of talking about it. If it, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons and like a skill check on that D20, I think it's like a 14. Like, again, we just passed the skill check. We have a coach. And it's, but it's not like a, it's not a terrible hire or anything like that. We'll just see. To me, the big thing is going to be defensive coordinator. Yeah, 100%. that that's going to be your big thing because again, he knows offense, but defense has not been great there for a while. And again, the way it looks like, because again, if you're scoring all these points, you're going to have to have a defense that's going to have to make some stops, but they're going to have to be really have a lot of stamina because if they're scoring that quickly, your defense is just going to get gassed. I think it needs to be an opportunistic defense. You got to make turnovers. You got to make big plays uh, to then let your offense take advantage as well. Yeah, I definitely know. I've heard rumors that just move, they're going to move Kevin Steele to, to D.C. It's just not, it's not the move in my opinion, man. I think we need a better defensive coordinator. Yeah, we, we will find out where it all goes, of course, in the coming weeks. Uh, but again, it's amazing that Tennessee athletics keeps trumping what we would normally be talking about on a week like this, which is the NFL. Uh, of course, the, the Super Bowl has been has, is ready to go. Super Bowl 55. You've got the Kansas City Chiefs, and you have Tom Brady in his 10th Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is just amazing to see. Uh so that's your game. Of course, the big issue coming out of it really was the Buccaneers-Packers game. Matt LaFleur, the head coach, deciding to take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand on that fourth and goal from the eight. When you're down eight, I you just got to question that decision. I mean, it blows my mind, man. I mean, it, I think it rivals, uh, you know, Pete Carroll taking the ball out of Marshawn Lynch's hands years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Aaron Rodgers, who is the stone, you know, in, in poker terms, he is the stone cold nuts this season, man. And yep. 
you gave it back to Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I get it. He's 77 years old. I get it, man. But yeah. Like, what are we doing? I'll just, I'll never understand that decision. But with that being said, I hit one of my parlays because of it. So, like, yeah. I, mean, I, I couldn't really care less. But just, I mean, just the wildest play call or, you know, the, it, it was Butch Jones level, like we're checking the chart and that's what we're supposed to do type play. Absolutely, you you, you can't make that decision. You've got you've got the MVP this season who's been balling out all season. He didn't have the greatest game, but you've got the MVP in that moment. You're still going to need a touchdown when you kick the field goal, so you might as well try for it anyway. And if you miss on the two point conversion, you still just need a field goal at that point. So I, I just, I just think it was, yeah, the wrong decision. And a lot of people, myself included, think this could be Aaron Rodgers' last game in green Bay. I think you make a decision like that. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to want to work with Matt LaFleur ever again. Yeah. Cause Rodgers doesn't have a, a Super Bowl, does he? He does. He beat the Steelers in Super yeah. Bowl 43 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Right. 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 That's right. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, this guy is is trying to submit his legacy. I mean, not for nothing, late in his career, and that's and your coach makes that decision, shows that little faith in you. Yeah, I mean, I, I may be looking at greener pastures anyway, especially with the the recent quarterbacks that are having success doing that. Look at Tom Brady going to a Super Bowl with a second team. Hell, Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl with his, you know, oh, two Super Bowls with a second team or yep. one, one Super Bowl. I got I to gotta change it. It was Super Bowl 45, so we were 10 Super Bowls ago was when Aaron Rodgers got that win. I had to yeah, he was check myself. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But this is yep. this is his MVP year. Mm-hmm. He took the ball out of his hands. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse my French, but fuck the chart. Let, <laughs> you know, let the kids play, as they say. We had enough of that with, with Butch Jones, with just – you know what the what the fuck are you doing, Butch? Right. And, that's, and hey, that's what I get, man. It blows my mind. Matt Lafleur is a a a you know top tier NFL coach, and they you know I get analytics. I've watched Moneyball. You know I I, I get yeah. it. But when it comes down to it, man, they're paying you five million dollars. You gotta you know get your head out of the charts, ass. Yeah. And and make the the correct call, and that the, no matter what, even even if they would have won that game, and, and maybe we call him a genius for it, but I just don't think so. I think even if they if that had turned out good, people would still be like, oh, we wouldn't even have been in that situation. Yeah, even but, my mom, who was born and raised in Milwaukee, Green Bay Packers fan, was questioning that. I talked to her after. She's like, I I don't get it. I didn't understand it, and I don't. So. And again, it, 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 it's it's weird. And again, I love analytics. I love the idea of putting data behind your decisions. But sometimes you just got to go with your gut. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Meanwhile, the other side, Kansas City, took care of business. Yeah, they were down in a 9 nothing hole to the Bills. Uh, but then everything else just went Kansas City's way. Uh, taking care of business, winning 38-24. Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes sets up. A really exciting matchup. You've got again the goat versus the kid, Brady versus Mahomes. Uh, so, and again, of course, we'll spend much more time 
talking about the Super Bowl on next week's show. But again, you've got Kansas City right now, a three-point favorite, which I think is about what it should be. We'll see where it is. Tampa Bay, though, the first team ever to host a Super Bowl in their home stadium when they're not even going to be able to have a full-capacity stadium because of COVID restrictions. Yeah, but hey, of all the places, Florida is definitely the most lenient. So we'll see how full that stadium gets. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Uh, They had... It was amazing. Yeah, they say they're only going to have twenty two thousand. It's going to probably be about forty five thousand. Um, yeah, I mean, all tall. Yeah, I mean, that's what so many people don't. Do. Oh, we have twenty two thousand tickets that were sold. You know, we're it's the Super Bowl. Let's talk about all the employees that yeah. are going to be able to get in that stadium and, and watch that game. Yeah. Um, one do Super Bowl note I did want to mention this week, uh, and we'll talk more about, of course, all this next week. Amanda Gorman, she was, the, of course, the young poet laureate who delivered that just beautiful poem at Joe Biden's inauguration. She's going to also deliver a poem, a an original poem before the Super Bowl. So, yes, you can mix poetry and football. You can do it. I promise you. Oh yeah, man. I, I I think art and sports, man. As much as high school troglodytes, as you like to call them, uh, want to keep them separate. I I can give you living proof that I think that they go hand in hand more than you think. It's all oh, passion. Yeah. It's just passion uh, used in different ways. Exactly. I I agree. Speaking of passion. Uh, and maybe not poetry in motion. That was been the Tennessee basketball team. Of course, they just. Ended a lousy week of Tennessee athletics last week, losing also at home to Missouri on Saturday after laying an egg at Florida, which was not good. But they did rally and get a win over Mississippi State at home. It was not pretty by any means, but it's better than the alternative. And it sets up uh, a matchup in the SEC Big 12 uh, tournament, you know, the SEC Big 12 challenge that they always do this time of year hosting Kansas. Also, Kansas is a team that's been struggling a little bit in their conference as well. So Tennessee can erase a lot of doubts if they beat Kansas on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, definitely a matchup that, uh, you know, us being sports guys looking at the season, this is, you know, this should have been a top five, like, huge deal matchup. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's still a big, it's a big deal for us. Um, that I, you know, I just think it really hurts us, you know, from just a, a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. We could have been in the national spotlight and we're going to miss out on that. So, but I still think it's going to be a good game. Yeah, exactly. The The missing link and the big link, I think, for Tennessee has been Jaden Springer. Tennessee is 11 and 0 when he plays. Uh, for the three games that he's been hurt and not played, they've lost all three games. So, he seems to be healthy now, so hopefully he'll play against Kansas and we'll get the win over Rock Chalk Jayhawk uh, back in Thompson Bowling Arena, just like we did after we lost all those guys in, I what, like 2010 or whatever that season was. That was an insane game when Ronaldo Woolridge just went bonkers and things like that. That was a great game. Oh, yeah. Tennessee always, you know, in basketball, even on our down years, we seem to find a way to be in those games, so... Now we're going to be in that game with the talent to win it. So I'm super excited for it. Meanwhile, the Lady Vols uh, got back on track after losing to UConn. They beat a good Kentucky team at home, 70-53 to on Sunday. They are currently playing, as we always seem to do while recording this. They're playing Ole Miss. Uh, Tennessee, midway through the second quarter, though, down 11 points, 26-15 to against an Ole Miss team that they should be beating. So let's see if Kelly Harper's team can turn that around. 
Yeah, it's definitely not what you want. <laughs> we'll yeah. say that. Uh, moving over to some other uh, tings in the world of sports, I did want to touch on this. Uh, it did happen right after we did our podcast uh, last week, but Hank Aaron, the uh, longtime home run king, passed away at the age of 86. Uh, again, just one of the greatest players of all time. Of course, the man who broke Babe Ruth's record, hitting home runs 715 off Al Downing in 1974. Just one of the biggest moments in sports history, uh, passing away. Just one of the greatest ball players, one of the greatest humanitarians. Just an overall great person. Uh, now has passed away. And, and just a marvelous human being. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah that the last thing you said there really nailed it, man. Just amazing ball player. Incredible what he did for the sport of baseball. Um, you know, to to just especially to deal not only to to excel but to excel as you know the person of color in the 1960s and 70s, like it's just truly truly incredible and was just an amazing person off the field, man. I mean, it's you know 2021 is is down 2020 to hold my beer right now. Just it that. is. I mean, it's it, it seems like it's getting worse and worse by the day. You know, he kept all of those letters. You know, you talk about how hostile people might be now. I mean, they were sending him letters with words I cannot repeat on this show. Uh, in there, and death threats and everything. He kept all of those letters just as a reminder of everything that happened to him. Vin Scully, uh, of course, the longtime Dodger baseball commentator who just retired just a couple of years ago, you know, talked about it because he was on the call for the Dodgers that night. You know, what a marvelous moment for baseball. A terrible Vin Scully impression here. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta in the state of Georgia. A marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it's a great moment for all of us, and particularly for Henry Aaron, who is just, as he said at the end, with his mom hugging him, I'm just relieved it's over. I know, but that's... Um, it gives you. I've got chills with just you reading it, man. I mean, yes. that's and, and to lose a guy like that, I mean, we just the, the world needs more Hank Aaron's, whether they're playing baseball or not. Yeah, I mentioned my mother uh, again, born and raised in Milwaukee. She went with her grandfather to watch them when they were when they were the Milwaukee Braves back in the day. So she yeah. saw Hank Aaron in person play many times. Her grandfather just, you know, doing the usual barking and talking to the outfielders of how loud he was, my mom always said. I mean, just the model of consistency. I'll get out of this real quick. 23 seasons Hank Aaron played. Came to the plate almost 14,000 times. 305, 755 home runs. By the way, he's still my home run king. I do not acknowledge Barry Bonds with 763, personally. Mm -hmm. S yeah, six, you, just, you just can't, man. Uh, yeah. 6,856 total bases. More than 700 total bases beyond anyone else. He has 12 miles more worth of bases than the number two guy, Stan Musial, another all-timer. Just amazing what Henry Aaron was able to do. A model consistent. Never hit 50 home runs. Just hit 40 and 30 over that every season, just the model of consistency. Yeah, every single, yeah, was not going after home run titles. He said, I want to be the best to ever pick up a bat, and he 100% is. And he was. Moving on, speaking of the Hall of Fame, it, it almost seems fitting that no one this year was elected 
to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, it was the first time since 1960. Uh, no player uh, it reached the national, the Baseball Writers Association of America ballot. Uh, they needed 75% of the baseball writers to hit, hit that threshold. So none of them got in. The closest was Kurt Schilling, who was named on 71.1% of uh, the ballots. He's coming into his last year of eligibility next year year though he did say that he wants to be taken off the ballot because he and again Kurt Schilling has you know without some of the controversial things he said would be already in the Hall of Fame but he's talked a lot lately including a tweet in 2016 where he appeared to endorse the lynching of journalists uh, you know and when you're insulting the writers who are putting you into the Hall of Fame that's not good uh, he'll see, he, he's hopefully, I guess, the Veterans Committee, which is one that kind of puts players who are have have timed out into the Hall of Fame. But uh, we'll see. Again, you've got Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. They're all getting up there, but they're entering their last few years of eligibility. Honestly, with all these people tied to steroids, I'd put them all in and just put an asterisk next to their name. Yeah, but I mean... If you put any of these guys in that were just clear, clear cut, no other way about it, they're just cheaters, and you keep Pete Rose out, I'm done with baseball. But see, that's the other thing. If you do that, you've got to put Pete Rose in. Plus, you got to put a lot more of these Negro League players in that couldn't get a chance to play because of just you know not being allowed to play in the major leagues. Um, though one of the guys I hope gets in at some point, of course, is Tennessee's very own Todd Helton, who uh, is – Entering in his first couple of years on the ballot, uh, he's got he got forty five percent, so he's getting up there. He's got some more years to go. He might be one of these guys who gets in on his last year of eligibility, but I hope he gets in. Yeah, I mean Todd Helton is definitely deserving, in my opinion, one hundred percent. All right, moving on to the world of professional wrestling, we got a quick show going on today. AEW's got the Beach Bash coming up, uh, which I'm very excited about. But, of course, the big one coming up this weekend, my all-time favorite show, the Royal Rumble 1992. Still my favorite Royal Rumble. This isn't fair to Flair, even though he won the damn thing. Still a thing of beauty. You got to love it. I love the Royal Rumble every year. Yeah, uh, the Royal Royal Rumble is definitely – it's the best pay-per-view ever. You know what I mean? There's uh, so much going on. There's always – you know, it's one thing if it was just the Royal Rumble that happened, but there's always good preliminary matches. There's always good matches. You know, there's always a good title fight. Um, and it's really the true first step to Mania, which is yep. always exciting. Gotta love the road to WrestleMania. Um, yeah, some of the big title matches you've got going on. Roman Reigns uh, defending the Universal Championship versus Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. That one should be entertaining. I mean, they had a great match at the TLC pay-per-view, so I'm looking forward to seeing this one as well. I do have Roman Reigns retaining, though, in a great match. Yeah, I do too, man. They're, they're just not going to keep Reigns out of WrestleMania. Now he's too hot. Yep. And then in the WWE Championship match, you do have Drew McIntyre, who did recover from COVID, uh, versus Goldberg. I'm really glad that they're doing this at the Royal Rumble instead of Mania. Um, but I've got Drew McIntyre retaining over Goldberg. Uh, I, I have to disagree with you as much as I hate it. <laughs> All right. There's no. Re- 
Stop trying to make Goldberg happen. I know. It's over. Let it go. But, I mean, you're going to tell me Goldberg beat Lesnar in, what, 90 seconds, but he can't beat Drew McIntyre? Like, what? You've got to have some sort of consistency. Well, I don't think Goldberg loses this match. Well, Braun Strowman did beat Goldberg at WrestleMania last year, so. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. There's this, I just hate when, when the WWE, my biggest quarrel with it right now is the storytelling is so poor that they're just like, oh, well, hey, you remember Goldberg used to be a killer? It's like, yeah, we remember six months ago when he got, you know, wrecked by Braun Strowman. So, like, what are we what are we doing? I remember a year ago when he dropped... Uh, uh, Undertaker. Yeah, he dropped Undertaker on his head. Like, let him, let him die. Yeah. Just let them go. Not die, you get what I'm saying. Just yeah, just them. stop putting them in the main event. Yeah, bro, I promise yeah. you, it's it's... I don't know which side is pushing for that more. Like, is it Goldberg going to WWE saying, hey, I want another match? Or if it's WWE calling up Goldberg, like, hey, we're going to put you in the main event of Mania and pay you three mil, of course he's going to show up. Why it's Vince. It's, it's all Vince at this point. Um, and before we pick the Royal Rumble winners, let me just say real quick, one of the big news that came out this week is the fact that the WWE Network is now going to stream exclusively on NBC Universal's Peacock platform. So it's still going to be in there. It looks like it's going to happen in March. They're going to kind of merge. Um, of course, since I'm an Xfinity subscriber, I already get Peacock. So, oh, I mean, maybe that'll save me a little bit of money since I you know, didn't want to be with the WWE for a little while there with the network. I did re-up to watch the Royal Rumble. But I did not realize that, Shibley. Well, I mean, hey, if nothing else, uh, I, I, this doesn't show. If it shows anything, I think it shows that the WWE universe failed. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it failed, I think, in a way that it just didn't adapt and expand more than it thought it would. We'll kind of see where it goes. I guess, I think the big thing for them back that when they decided to put every pay-per-view, including WrestleMania, on the network, I think killed a lot of the revenue stream with pay-per-view. So, now, are they still going to do all the pay-per-views on Peacock? Yes, they are. But it looks like, again, NBC Universal's just got a bigger platform, I guess, overall. So they're just looking, because I guess if they put it on Peacock, NBC Universal streaming service, you've got already that dedicated fan base that's still, you know, of 1.6 million WWE Network subscribers. You've got them already on that platform, and maybe you can attract some other people who just have Peacock Premium to watch the product. Yeah, mate, I, I can't believe Peacock is going for it. You know what I mean? But, you know, they, they don't pay me to, uh, to to market and advertise. So who knows? We're definitely not financial people, or else we would have gotten on the ground floor well, of trying I, to invest. I bought GameStop stock years ago. All right, I'm going to yeah. that. Yeah, that. that's, that's a whole other issue that we do not have time to talk about on this podcast. Um, but then, uh, so anyway, picking the... Uh, Royal Rumble winners, you of course got both the men's and women's Royal Rumble, which again, I love that the women have a Royal Rumble. It's just, God, it's a lot to do two Royal Rumbles plus all the undercard matches. I would have put the women's Royal Rumble, like, do it in February, have that that all-women's pay-per-view again with the women's Royal Rumble in there. That's what I would do personally. Or do two days. Yeah. Do, Do the women's on Saturday and the men's on Sunday or vice versa. 
Yeah, I would be. Two days, I think Royal Rumble is it's not as big as Mania, obviously, but it's it's close. Yeah, agreed. But of course, you've got all the big names uh, in there, uh, including everybody who is in the women's tag team uh, match: Oscar, Charlotte Flair, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler. I'm gonna go. Maybe it's because I'm feeling just some good Vol vibe, but I'm going to go with Bianca Belair. She had a great coming out party uh, at last year's Royal Rumble, uh, coming in at number two and just doing awesome. But I've got her getting the win this time. So I'm going to go with Bianca Belair. Yeah, is Bailey in this year's Rumble? Yeah, she is. I'm picking Bailey to win because she's my favorite, and I have no other reason for it but that. All right. Of course, people are thinking that Becky Lynch might show up. Uh, we'll see. Of course, she just gave birth like a month ago, so we'll kind of uh, see. If, if Becky Lynch pulls, you know, has a surprise return, Becky Lynch is winning the Rumble. That is true. That is very true. A better way to reintroduce him. Meanwhile, you've, of course, got the Men's Royal Rumble taking place. I'm going to go, everybody that's involved, I'm going to go, you've got Edge, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy, Cesaro, Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, John Moore, you know, everybody. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan. He should have won it years ago, but I think especially since he's kind of moved to more of a part-time role, I think him versus Roman Reigns would be great, where, again, Daniel Bryan can be like, hey, you cost me much more fame than I want because everybody wanted you, and now you're a big old jerk, but I'm going to take you down like I should have years ago. I've got Daniel Bryan winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think they're going to correct the wrong that they did last year. I'm taking Edge. Oh, that's a good pick, too. I like that one. I think Edge should have won it last year. Um, Surprise return. Nobody saw it coming. Um, And as soon as he came out last year, I was like, oh, well, there's your winner. Like This is it. Um, and as much as they love, you know, I was just complaining about bringing back old superstars. Um, but you know, Edge isn't getting anybody hurt. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's, it's right up, uh, McMahon's alley to, to, you know, to kind of play with these old guys. Um, I'm not saying Adam Copeland's that old, but you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, uh, Adam Copeland, by the way, great in the final few seasons of Vikings on uh, history channel. Uh, I will say that, uh, did great in that. I loved him last year with the return. I did. There was a classic like double take that I did. I'm sitting there watching the Royal Rumble. I hear his music, and I was like, "Oh, cool edges there." Wait, Edge? What? What the hell was that? <laughs> to see it, man. The look on his face—you can't fake it, brother. No. Yes, just to see somebody be that passionate and love what they do so much. I, I mean. I was never the biggest Edge fan growing up, but I definitely am as an adult. Yep. Excellent. So that's going to be our picks. Uh, That's going to wrap up this week's episode. Again, we got a kind of a shorter episode, but we've got stuff we got to do. Trey, uh, where can everybody find you uh, out there in the world? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Trey Pack, T-R-E-P-A-C-K. You can find me on Instagram at Trey Pack One. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook if you're curious where I'm going to be telling these jokes. Uh, definitely find me on there. Um, and speaking of Facebook, just real briefly, Shibley, mm-hmm. uh, as uh, you know, I don't know how many of these listeners are, are familiar with the Knoxville community, uh, Knoxville comedy community. Um, we did lose one of our own um, this week, uh, Alexis Clayton, um, very good friend of mine. 
a very, very funny person, just such a great person. Um, this died tragically. I mean, just was just, uh, you know, I don't want to get into too much, but it, she's no longer with us. Um, there is a GoFundMe that I have shared to my Facebook page to, to help her, uh, her family out. So, you know, fine listeners, help us out. You know, we definitely, uh, you know, always try to help our own. So, yeah. I've kicked in a few bucks myself, uh, and it is on mine. I'll see if I can share it also to the Man in the Arena Facebook page, where, of course, you can find links to this show. Also, of course, Michael underscore Shibley on Twitter, uh, and also the Man in, in the Arena uh, on Instagram, all that cool stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it was just a stunning loss, and it, it, you know, it just sucks when it hits people. Yeah, you, you knew her a little better than I did. Uh, I did run passed her on some of the open mics that we had back at the old sassy Ann's uh, rest in peace, sassy Ann's as well. Um, running those mics. But uh, anytime you just lose somebody like the way uh, she was killed was just, it's just tragic. And again, yeah, hit up the GoFundMe if you can uh, just to help her out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, she was a very good friend of mine. Very, very funny person um, as a comic, but I mean, just the most genuine people that you could come across, let alone in, in, you know, what we do. So uh, just, you know, like I said, 2021 is definitely saying hold my beer where we're, um, you know, just like, you know, in, in so many things, but uh, Trey, we'll get through it and uh, you will get ready and we'll talk much more about Super Bowl 55 next week. you be ready for that. Sounds good to me, buddy. All right. Until then, uh, too sweet, everybody. Love you. See you next time. Bye.